0: This is episode 543 of the AWS Podcast, released on August 21st, 2022. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS Podcast.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. Simon Lash here with you. Great to have you back. And I'm joined by my co host, Horn Nguyen and hey, G'day, Horn. How are you doing?
0: Fantastic, and ready to rock and roll.
1: We are back and we have updates to share. So let's start with the topic of analytics. AWS Glue now supports Flex Execution Option. Now, this is a new execution option that lets customers reduce the cost of their pre-production, test and non-urgent integration workloads by up to 34%. So with Flex, Glue jobs run on spare capacity in AWS. So if you don't need a fast job start time, you can make the most of this, get the benefit of it, build it into your workflow, and you can optimize the cost of your data integration far easier. With that, very much fiddling around at all. Amazon QuickSight have a number of updates. They've launched a redesigned dashboard experience. So this gives you a new look and feel and enhances the reader experience by improving the discoverability, the predictability, and just the overall polish of the dashboards. You get things like a simplified toolbar with updated icons for key actions for better visual clarity, discoverable visual menu visible on hover to Improve the discovery of drills, exports, and filtery statements. I know I use that sort of capability a lot. New controls, menu, and submenus to give you a better visual experience. And non blocking right pane for secondary experiences like filters, threshold alerts, and downloads to improve the focus on the content of the dashboard. So, I'd love to hear what you think of that. And Amazon QuickSight has also launched new base maps for geospatial visualizations. So you can change to any of these new ones to get the, the new look and feel. You can get streets, a dark gray canvas, a variety of different imagery. It's very, very nice. And we have also launched the API-based domain allow listing for developers to scale their embedded analytics across different applications. So this allows you to scale your embedded analytics including your visuals, your dashboards, even QuickSight Q, which is the natural language query, very cool, across different applications for your different customers quickly. And you can do this without any infrastructure setup or management and scale to millions of users. An update for AWS Data Exchange. If you haven't used AWS Data Exchange, you should. It's a great place to get access to really interesting data, but also a great place to sell your data and provide it to other people. The asset size has now been increased up to 100 gig. So this is an increase from the former limit of 10 gig. So you get much more data access to for use cases like healthcare and life sciences, financial services and retail, etc. And a bunch of updates for the Amazon OpenSearch service. It now supports OpenSearch version 1.3, and you can update seamlessly from any of the previous OpenSearch versions or from Elasticsearch version 6.8 and 6.7.x, I should say, directly uh, using the console or the APIs. And lots more improvements like uh, observability, uh, PPL and SQL queries as well. Continuous mode for transforms, cluster metrics, monitor, and new detection validation, lots and lots of new features and capabilities. And Amazon OpenSearch Service now also has support for EBS GP3 volume types. So this adds support to the existing GP2, Magnetic, and PIOPS. So you can use this with the latest generation instance families, and it allows you to get up to a 9.6% lower price point per gig than the existing GP2 volume. So if you're looking to optimize, that's a great option. And the Amazon OpenSearch service now includes advanced log and application analytics. So you now have the ability to organize your logs, traces and visualizations in an application centric view. And you can also get enhanced monitoring support using live tailing of logs, the ability to see surrounding log data and the ability to do powerful ad hoc analysis of unformatted log data at query time. So lots more flexibility.
0: And on to the topic of application integration. Amazon EventBridge now supports receiving events from GitHub, Stripe, Twilio using webhooks, using QuickStarts. You can subscribe to the events from these SaaS applications and receive them from the Amazon EventBridge bus for further processing. With QuickStarts, you can use AWS CloudFormation templates to create HTTP endpoints for your events bus that are configured with security best practices for GitHub, Stripe, and Twilio. Amazon AppFlow now supports data transfers from SAP applications to AWS services using SAP operational data provisioning, ODP. Now, Amazon AppFlow is a fully managed integration service that helps customers securely transfer between AWS services and software as a service SaaS applications in just a few clicks. Now supports data from SAP applications to AWS services with the SAP ODP, operational data provisioning. With this launch, AppFlow customers can use the AppFlow SAP OData connector to perform full and incremental data transfers, including change data capture using SAP operational data queue from SAP ERP BW applications, including ECC, BW, BW4HANA, and S4HANA to AWS services such as Amazon S3. Amazon AppFlow also supports Zendesk chat and Zendesk sales as sources as well.
1: Moving on to the topic of business applications, the Amazon Chime SDK announces Elastic Channels. Now, this allows you, obviously, this SDK lets you add real-time intelligent audio, video, and screen share to your web and mobile applications. And now you can support large-scale chat experiences with up to 1 million users with Elastic Channels. That's right, 1 million users. If you could see me putting my little finger to my mouth, sort of Dr. Evil style. Um, Use cases include watch parties for sporting events, political events or live entertainment Uh, and this allows you to really create secure scalable and moderated chat experiences for large audiences which you can use your own built-in moderation features to help enforce brand corporate and community guidelines now previously the limit was a hundred thousand members in a channel now you can have up to a million if you do the right things in the show notes Onto the topic of compute, Amazon EKS and Amazon EKS Distro now support Kubernetes version 1.2.3. Highlights include graduation of pod security and ephemeral containers to beta and graduation of horizontal pod autoscaler to GA. Additionally, Kubernetes version 1.2.3 turns on CSI migration feature for Amazon EBS by default. So you can see more versions in the show notes. You should always keep up to date with your versions and update your build. AWS Lambda now provides tiered pricing for monthly Lambda function duration, that is gigabyte seconds of usage. The two additional pricing tiers provide discounts on your aggregate monthly on-demand function duration and tiered pricing takes effect on the monthly billing cycle starting August 1st, 2022. You can now save up to 20% on Lambda function duration based on your monthly usage. Now these are functions running both on x86 and ARM powered by AWS Gravitron. And this is a really good way to save more money. That's what we like. Announcing the availability of license included Microsoft Visual Studio Amazon machine images on EC2. So you can now get fully compliant Amazon provided licenses for Microsoft Visual Studio Enterprise 2022 and Microsoft Studio Professional 2022 on your AMI. Now this lets you get up and running really useful if you've got a contract workforce or a temporary workforce, et cetera, or you just have flexibility in who's doing what and where, you can get additional benefits by having that level of flexibility. And finally, AWS Parallel Cluster 3.2 has file enhancements and a whole lot of other requested features. Now, AWS Parallel Cluster is a fully supported and maintained open source cluster management tool that makes it easy for scientists, researchers, and IT administrators to deploy and manage high-performance computing or HPC clusters in the AWS cloud. Now, HPC clusters are collections of tightly coupled compute storage and networking that let you run really large-scale scientific and engineering workloads. It's a real specialty area. And it's that classic complexity and time to set things up. And AWS Parallel Cluster does a great job helping you with that. Some of the improvements, multiple file system mounts. You can now have up to 20 Amazon FSX and 20 EFS file systems in a single cluster. There is now support for additional Amazon FSX file systems. So you can now mount existing FSX for OpenZFS Amazon FSX for NetApp OnTap and FSX for Lustre as well. So you give lots of flexibility in terms of where you're storing your data. There's now memory-aware job scheduling with Sloom and you can also dynamically update your clusters as well and you can dynamically update those properties such as AMIs, et cetera, without having to stop and start your cluster. So for example, through a single CLI command, you can hot-swap an AMI while controlling the cycling of compute nodes.
0: Now onto the topic of cost management. AWS Console Mobile application adds supports for Cost Explorer service. Now, this is for both iOS and Android applications. The Console Mobile application provides a secure, on-the-go solution to visualize, understand, and manage AWS costs and usage over time. Customers can analyze total costs and usage across regions and services for preceding eight weeks, identifying trends, pinpoint cost drivers, and detect anonymies, which is super useful. Now, onto the topic of customer engagement. Amazon Connect schedule adheres now available in preview. Now, this allows you to add existing forecasting, capacity planning, and scheduling capabilities that is already in preview. With schedule adherence, you can measure how closely your agents follow their planned schedule, provide insights that will help you take actions to improve agent productivity and customer satisfaction. Now onto the topic of databases. Amazon RDS Custom for Oracle now supports scale compute. With this, you can scale your Amazon RDS Custom for Oracle instances up or down. Now, Amazon RDS Custom is a managed database service for legacy, custom, and package application that require access to the underlying operating system and database environments. To create the Amazon RDS Custom Oracle database instances, you start by building the custom engine version, CEV, by supplying your own database installation media files for Given version. Amazon RDS Custom for Oracle also supports promotions of managed in region read replicas. When you promote the managed read replica, it converts the physical standby database and activates it as a standalone read write primary database instance. The RDS Custom for Oracle instances support creations to up to five managed replicas. Amazon DocumentDB with MongoDB compatibility now supports decimal 128 data types. Now, Amazon DocumentDB is a database service that is purpose-built for JSON data management at scale. It's fully managed and integrated with AWS and enterprise-ready with high durability. Today, Amazon DocumentDB added support for decimal 128 data types, and... Decimal 128 is a BSON data type and provides 128 bits of decimal representation supporting 34 decimal digits of precision and exponent range from negative 6,143 to 6,144. Amazon DocumentDB also supports DML query auditing with Amazon CloudWatch logs as well. Amazon Aurora Serverless V1 now supports Postgres 11 and in place upgrade from Postgres 10. Now, Postgres 11 includes improvements to partitioning, parallelism, and performance enhancements such as faster column additions with a non null default. Now, Aurora Serverless V1 also supports an in place upgrade from SQL 10 to 11. So instead of backing up and restoring your database to the new version, you can upgrade with just a few clicks from the AWS console or the AWS SDK or CLI. No new cluster is created in the process, which means you can keep the same endpoints and other characteristics of the cluster. The upgrade completes in minutes and can be applied immediately or during a maintenance window. So just to be aware, your cluster will be unavailable during the upgrade. So highly recommend you uh, schedule an update maintenance window for that. Amazon RDS for MySQL now supports enforcing SSL-TLS connections. So starting today, you can enforce the SSL-TLS client connections to your RDS for MySQL database instance for enhanced transport layer security. To enforce this, just simply enable the required secure transport parameter. It's disabled by default, just to let you know, through the Amazon RDS Management Console and CLI or API. Amazon RDS for Postgres also supports new minor versions of 14.3, 13.7, 12.11, 11.16, and 10.21. We recommend you upgrade to the latest minor version to fix known security vulnerabilities in prior versions of Postgres SQL, to benefit from the bug fixes and also improvement of performance and also new functionality added by the Postgres community. Amazon RDS for Oracle supports April 2022 Patch Set Update PSU for 12.1 and Release Updates RU for 19c and 21c. Oracle PSU contains bug fixes and crucial security updates. So beginning with Oracle databases 12.2.0.1, Amazon RDS for Oracle supports the Release Updates RU in place of PSU.
1: Moving on to the topic of end user compute. Now in preview, Amazon WorkSpaces integration with SAML 2.0. Now this is exciting for those people who have to authenticate their fleets. So now WorkSpaces is a fully managed desktop virtualization service for Windows and Linux. It's always the year of the Linux desktop that allows you to uh, access resources from any supported device. Now as an administrator, you can now enable SAML 2.0 authentication On your workspaces directly to control end-user access to desktops by using your SAML 2.0 identity provider or IDP. This is cool and there are no additional charges for using SAML 2.0 authentication with workspaces. Moving on to the topic of front-end web and mobile, Adibus Amplify Flutter announces web and desktop support in developer preview for authentication. Now, this is the authentication category, and we're sort of starting this preview process. With this release, developers can use Amplify to create new Flutter apps that support web and desktop in addition to mobile platforms. Developers can also extend existing mobile Amplify Flutter projects to support web and desktop. Now, with this developer preview version, developers can use a single code base with the Amplify authentication category to build Flutter apps that target iOS, Android, web and desktop on these for desktop it's mac linux and windows and our authenticator ui library has also been upgraded to support flutter web and desktop providing developers with a sign in and sign up experience that works across All those platforms with minimal configurations. We'll be expanding web and desktop support for the rest of Amplify Flutter categories in future releases. This sounds very cool for developing once and deploying in multiple places. The Amazon location service now supports circular geofences. So this allows developers to draw virtual boundaries by specifying a point and a radius on a map so much easier than going round, 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 round. Developers can use Amazon Location Geofencing to initiate actions when devices enter or leave a specific area of interest by evaluating positions against tens of thousands of geofences in near real times. So when using geofences, developers can now add geofences either as polygons by providing that series of connected lines or circles by providing the latitude and longitude of the circle and specifying the radius of the circle. So for example, a food delivery company can send a notification when the delivery vehicle is close to a customer's house by providing a specific radius around the address. On to the topic of Internet of Things, AWS IT Greengrass v2 updates the Stream Manager to report new telemetry metrics and a bunch more. So this is in the version 2.7 release. So the Stream Manager agent component now has the ability, and this is enabled by default, to send system telemetry metrics to Amazon EventBridge. Now, this is diagnostic data that can help you monitor the performance of critical operations of your AWS IoT Greengrass core devices. This makes it a lot easier to manage your fleet. There are also local deployment improvements that allow AWS IoT Greengrass Nucleus to send near real-time deployment status updates to the cloud service so you can find what's going on. And there's also additional support for client certificates. AWS IoT SiteWise now supports payload compression for data ingestion. By using this, you can reduce your payload size and optimize your network bandwidth. And this is really useful for a lot of industrial customers who are very constrained in terms of the bandwidth available. And this will compress the data using the gzip format. And AWS IT Core has launched a new device provisioning console experience. You can now more easily navigate the device provisioning scenarios and follow a simple flow to create a provisioning template and configure permissions for a single or for many devices. The updated user interface also gives you access to documentation, product information and resources to assist you in choosing, creating and managing your device provisioning flows in the same place.
0: Now on to the topic of machine learning, my other favorite. AWS DeepRacer Student now offers community races and new Intel learning content with a look under the hood of deep racer vehicles. AWS DeepRacer Student presented by Intel is the first globally autonomous racing league for students offering free educational, yes I said free, educational materials and resources to get hands on with machine learning powered by 118th scale race car driven by reinforcement learning. Now available, students' community races and additional learning content driving into the OpenVINO toolkit by Intel on machine learning inference. Amazon Personalize allows you rule-based promotion in recommendation. Now, this allows you to promote specific items within the user's recommendation based on rules that aligns to your business goals. Amazon Personalize enables developers to improve customer engagements through personalized product and content recommendations with no ML required. With this launch, you can define business rules to identify items that you want to promote across your user base. You can also control the percentage of promoted content in your recommendation. For example, e-commerce customers can use this feature to fulfill 20% of recommendation with items marked as on sale, which is always a favorite bye-bye mine. Amazon Personalize also supports incremental bulk datasets endpoint. It's a new option for updating your dataset, improving the quality of your recommendation. And in addition, Amazon Personalize supports for range queries on dynamic filters using the equal lesson sign for dynamic filtering to provide flexibility in applying your business rules to recommendations. Amazon SageMaker Pipeline now supports sharing of pipeline entities across accounts. You can now use Amazon SageMaker model building pipelines with AWS Resource Access Manager, AWS RAM, to securely share pipelines entities across AWS accounts and access shared pipelines through direct API calls. A multi-account strategy helps achieve data, project, and team isolation while supporting software development lifecycle steps. Now, the cross-account pipeline sharing can support multi-account strategies without adding the hassle of logging in to multiple accounts. So starting today, cross-account pipeline sharing is supported in all regions where SageMaker pipeline is available. In addition to this topic, Amazon SageMaker Automatic Model Tuning now supports alternative SageMaker training instant types for more robust tuning. Now, Amazon uh, SageMaker Automatic Tuning finds the best version of the model by running many training jobs on the data set using specific ranges of hyperparameters that you provide for your algorithms. It chooses the optimal hyperparameters values in the results of the model and performs the best measured by metrics you choose. Amazon SageMaker Canvas expands capability to prepare and analyze your machine learning. This includes replacing missing values, replacing outliers, and flexibility to choose the different sample size of your data sets. Amazon SageMaker Canvas is a visual point and click interface that enables business analysts to generate accurate ML predictions on their own without requiring any machine learning experience or having to write a single line of code. So starting today, SageMaker Canvas enables you to replace the missing values to prepare your data faster, replace outliers with your data to build more accurate ML models, and flexibility to choose the size of your data set samples for quicker data analysis. Now, feature includes replace missing values outliers and choose the size of your data samples. Amazon SageMaker Canvas also announces encryption support with customer-managed keys. Now, this also integrates with KMS, which is our key management service. The encryption with customers-managed keys is supported for imported datasets, ML model artifacts, and batch predictions for regression, multi-class classifications, and binary classification models with the support of time-series forecasting models coming later. AWS Comprehend lowers annotation limits for training custom entity recognition models. Now, Amazon Comprehend is making it easier for customers to get started with custom entities recognized by reducing the annotation requirements for training models. So Amazon Comprehend is a natural language processing NLP service that provides APIs to extract key phrases, contextual entities, events, and sentiment from text. Entities refer to things so your documents, such as people, places, organizations. Credit card numbers and so on. So starting today, we are reducing the minimal requirements to train the Amazon Comprehend custom entities recognized by models by to 25 annotations per types. With improved modeling behind the scenes, you can run your experiments as low as three annotated documents to analyze preliminary results and iterate by including additional annotations and documents. AWS Lookout for Metrics announcing increased quota from 50k to. 500K metrics. Amazon Lookout for Metric uses machine learning to automatically monitor the metrics for your critical business with greater speed and accuracy, better than traditional methods. We use anomaly detections. The service makes it easier for you to diagnose root cause anomalies, such as unexpected dips in revenue, high rate of abandoned shopping carts, and spikes in payment transaction failures, increased new user logins, and many more. So, with this release, this will help you ingest large data sets for anomaly detections and root cause analysis. Amazon Lookout for Vision now provides anomaly localizations for CPU inferences on edge. Now, this is through semantic segmentations. You can use Lookout for vision segmentation models to identify the locations of an image where different types of anomalies, such as scratch, dent, tears, sounds like my car, uh, are presented <laughs> in the label of anomaly, the size of the anomaly, uh, in which you can use to make decisions such as classify, grade, bin, uh, product and chip, uh, network, or scrap parts. You can deploy the trained semantic segmentation models for inferences on AWS Cloud via AWS AWS SDK or CLI. You can also deploy this to the edge hardware devices of your choice to run inferences locally on the device.
1: Nice. Definitely not uh, going to run that against my car too many yeah, scratches. That's, yeah. <laughs> Moving on to the topic of management and governance. The AWS Support has launched a new AWS Support Center console domain. So this is now called support.console.aws.amazon.com. Now, using this new URL ensures you can always contact AWS support via the console, which is built using the latest architecture standards for high availability and region redundancy. Now, if you use uh, the old one, you'll get redirected, but in the unlikely case that you do have any firewall specific rules to access that particular web page, that's the URL to go to. AWS console mobile application has added support for recently visited services. So now you can see what you visited recently, which means if you're doing stuff on a regular basis, it will make it a lot easier for you to up and go. And also the login process leverages biometrics authentication on supported devices. So it gets you in and working quickly and easily. AWS Network Firewall has added coin mining, phishing, and mobile operating system categories to the AWS managed threat signatures. So this allows you to block attacks against known vulnerabilities and helps you stay up to date. And you can now enable those AWS managed rules against those particular categories. You should always be protected when you're operating on the internet. Application Insights now adds App Registry support for faster problem reporting. With this feature, you can now easily select a registered AWS application or register a new one with App Registry directly from the Application Insights section and automatically set up monitoring for the newly registered applications. Registered applications are available for other services that make use of registered applications so you can seamlessly interact with your applications in these AWS services as well. Amazon CloudWatch Synthetics has added support for custom canary groups with group level availability metrics. So this lets you apply outside in monitoring. You can continuously verify your customer experience, even when you don't have any customer traffic on your applications. Now, by creating a group of canaries, you can track success and failure status at a group or application level easily, and you can just drill down into the failing canary. So it makes it easier to figure out what broke and what's going wrong. Amazon CloudWatch evidently adds support for creating target customer segments for feature launches and experiments. So this is really useful if you want to run an experimental launcher feature on a custom segment of Chrome browser users or early adopters of a particular geographic region, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you can configure it to include multiple segments and each segment can be configured to serve one or more variants of the feature monitor key metrics such as paid load times and conversions, and then safely dial up the traffic for general use. Really, really handy. Amazon CloudWatch metrics has increased throughput by 150%. So it is now 50X higher capacity. You can send up to 1,000 metrics per call at a three times faster default call rate and specify three times more dimensions, up to 30 per metric. So you can go faster and do more and we love that sort of stuff. You can now build AWS Config rules using AWS CloudFormation Guard. With this release, users with limited programming experience can use Guard to define and review custom policies that check your resources have the desired configurations that you need. AWS Config rules are a way of creating and implementing compliance policies against resource configurations. Currently, AWS Config offers both managed rules, which AWS builds and maintains to meet common compliance use cases, and custom rules which users create to meet their specific compliance needs. Now Guard is an open source tool offering policy as code, such that users can define policies to validate JSON or YAML formatted data using a domain specific language. AWS Control Tower has adopted AWS CloudTrail organization logging. So this is part of landing zone version 3.0. With this particular feature, an organizational level AWS CloudTrail trail trail will be deployed in your organization's management account to automatically log the actions of all member accounts in your organization. AWS Control Tower does not configure any parameters for logging other than a mandatory detective guardrail that checks logging is configured for all AWS Control Tower governed accounts. AWS Control Tower with organization logging offers you the latest standard and best practice for unified account logging. And AWS Control Tower has been doing a number of updates. It has now updated its region deny guardrail to include additional AWS Global Service APIs to assist in retrieving configuration settings, dashboard information and support for an interactive chat agent. And it also now reduces the AWS Config configuration items by only recording global resources in home regions. Previously AWS Control Tower configured AWS Config to record global resources in all regions. Now it brings it back to your home region. AWS Systems Manager has announced a simplified onboarding experience for Application Manager. Now, Application Manager is a central hub on AWS to create, view, and operate applications from a single console. With Application Manager, customers can discover and manage their resources across multiple services like AWS CloudFormation, Launch Wizard, Service Catalog, App Registry, Resource Groups, Elastic Kubernetes Service, Elastic Container Service, Using this feature, IT professionals can now follow a guided low-touch process to set up the application manager dashboards. It's a great centralized place to see what's going on with your applications.
0: Now on to the topic of migration and transfers. Introducing the AWS Transfer Family Delivery Program. We're excited to announce the AWS Transfer Family Delivery Program for AWS partners that help customers build sophisticated managed transfer MFT, and business-to-business, B2B, file exchange solution for AWS Transfer Family. The AWS Transfer Family enables you to migrate, automate, and monitor your file transfer workflows into and out of Amazon S3 and Amazon EFS using SFTP, AS2, FTPS, and FTP protocols. AWS microservices extractor for .NET now provides automated refactoring recommendations. Now this is for the older monolithic applications into smaller code projects to build microservices-based architecture. You can modernize and transform your applications with the assistance of the tool that analyzes the source code and runtime metrics to create a visual representation of your application and in this dependency, which is pretty neat. With microservice extractor providing automated recommendations, developers get guided experience to refactor legacy applications. VM import export now supports Windows 11 operating systems on AWS, and you can launch instances using the imported images on EC2 dedicated hosts and EC2 dedicated instances.
1: Onto the topic of networking and content delivery. Adibs Private 5G is now generally available. Now, this is a managed service that helps enterprises set up and scale private mobile networks in their facilities in days instead of months. With only a few clicks on the console, you can specify where to build a mobile network, the number of devices you want to connect. Adibus then delivers and maintains a small cell radio unit mobile network core and radio access network software and the subscriber identity modules or SIM cards required to set up a private mobile network and connect devices. AWS Private 5G automates the setup and deployment of the network. There's no upfront fees or per device costs are incurred. You pay only for the network capacity that you request. Now, this is currently available in US East Ohio, US East North Virginia and US West Oregon. Keep an eye out for more things rolling out in the future. AWS Direct Connect has expanded AWS Transit Gateway support at more connection speeds. So it now allows you to connect at speeds of 500 megabits per second and lower, providing cost-effective choices for transit gateways users when high-speed connections are not required. So with this change, customers using Direct Connect at speeds of 50, 100, 200, 300, 400 and 500 megabits per second can now connect to the Transit Gateway. And AWS Global Accelerator is announcing IPv6 support. This is very cool. I'm a big fan of Global Accelerator. Starting now, you can get the availability, security, and performance benefits of AWS Global Accelerator for both IPv4 and IPv6 traffic while routing towards application load balancer endpoint. With dual stack accelerators, you can route IPv6 together with IPv4 in those directions, and you'll get two static IPv6 addresses in addition to the two static IPv4 addresses. So this allows you to start getting going on the brave new world of IPv6.
0: Now on to the topic of security, identity, and compliance. Amazon Cognito enables native support for AWS WAF. Now this makes it even easier to protect Amazon Cognito user pools and hosted UI from common web exploits. Amazon Cognito is a service that makes it easy to add authentication, authorization, and user management to your web and mobile apps. Amazon Cognito provides authentication for applications with millions of users and supports sign-in with social identity providers such as Apple, Facebook, Google, and Amazon and Enterprise Identity Providers standards that uses SAML 2.0 and OpenID ODIC. AWS Secret Spanner connections now support the latest hybrid post-Quantum TLS with Kyber. Now, this is from round three from the NIST post-quantum cryptography PQC selection process. This allows you to measure the potential performance impact with post modem quantum algorithms. You can also benefit from this long-term confidential afforded by hybrid post-quantum TLS. Hybrid post-quantum TLS combines a classical key agreement such as ECDH. E with post-quantum key encapsulation mechanisms, in the case of Kyber, this NIST has a selected for future standardization. The results of your TLS connection inherits the security properties for both the classical and post-quantum key exchange.
1: I'm very happy that very smart people are thinking about this problem domain.
0: I s- absolutely. my mathematical capabilities. Mine too, for sure. <laughs>
1: Moving on to the topic of storage, Amazon S3 adds a new policy condition key to require or restrict server-side encryption with customer-provided keys. So now you can insist on how it gets done. And AWS Backup now supports copying Amazon S3 backups across AWS regions and accounts. So now you can maintain separable protected copies of your backup data to help you meet your compliance requirements for data protection and disaster recovery. In addition, backups across AWS accounts provide an additional layer of protection against inadvertent or unauthorized access. So this is really good for protecting yourself against all the unexpected stuff that goes bump in the night. And final topic today, training and certification. AWS Training and Certification has announced AWS Skill Builder subscriptions. Now, this is to help learners and organizations advance cloud skills with exclusive self-paced digital training. Now, according to the Global Knowledge IT Skills and Salary Report, 76% of IT decision makers report an IT skills gap, which is up from 31% in 2016. So it was already bad, now it's worse. Uh, Gartner predicts global public cloud spending will grow 22% in 2022 from $396 billion to $482 billion. All this means demand is created that provides career opportunities for learners and AWS training certification can help support that journey. To help close the IT skills gap, we've expanded our skill builder free offering of 500 plus self-paced training courses to also offer individual and team subscriptions that provide hands-on real-world training content created by AWS experts. Individuals and teams looking to build AWS skills and advance their careers can now access engaging training and exam prep resources, including a new AWS CloudQuest role, AWS Builder Labs, AWS Jam events, and access to AWS certification exam prep courses and AWS Certification Official Practice Exams. Now, the Skill Builder Team subscription allows administrators to assign training to individuals and built-in reports show administrators their team members' course enrollment, progress, completion rate, and more. Now, these subscriptions are available in more than 200 countries and territories and teams, the individual ones, and team subscriptions are available in 17 countries and the content is currently available in up to 12 languages. So if you want to build your career, skilling up is probably not a bad thing to do, hey, hon?
0: Absolutely, especially if it's
1: for free. Free is good. I like free. Free is good. And even if you need to subscribe, then you're you're building your organizational capability. I remember a very wise uh, leadership saying once, which was uh, you know, a, a boss was talking to another boss and saying, Hey, um, I'm really concerned if I train my staff, they'll just be poached for another job. And the person replied to and said, Well, what if they stay untrained? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> what if they do you're stay? You're creating
1: a bigger problem. <laughs> so uh But the I think the great thing is these days that you can develop your own skills. So whether you're, you're in IT or not in IT, you know, if you have access to the internet, you can create a free tier account on AWS, you can grab some skill builder training and start learning some stuff in that sort of micro credential way. So it's, it's really uh, opening up access to knowledge rather than saying, well, now I've got to go study for four years in college and do this and do that. You don't have to anymore.
0: Yeah, you can get your hands-on experience uh, on doing some of these training courses too. This is fantastic.
1: Yeah, there's no substitute for building stuff. Absolutely. Han, how do people get in touch with you these days?
0: Yeah, you can reach me on Twitter at my uh, handler at Hansol underscore one. That's H-A-W-N-S-O-L-O underscore one.
1: Awesome. And we do love to get your feedback. AWS podcast at amazon.com is one place to do it. You can also submit audio feedback on the website as well if you want to. And of course, until next time, keep on building.